first thing is, probably the most important thing is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. To know that if you feel comfortable all the time, something is wrong. This could be if you're teaching the same sequence every week, the same poses, or if you only do public classes because you're a bit afraid or anxious about doing workshops or events, or if you don't have the confidence to do a retreat, you don't feel like you're ready to be on a teacher training course, to be a trainer, you're never going to be ready. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. You can only prepare as best as you can but you figure out by learning, by making mistakes. And through discomfort comes growth. That's me, Kevin, and this is the Christmas special of the Yoga Life podcast. Hello there, welcome to the Christmas special of the Yoga Life podcast, or I haven't decided fully what to call it. I'm thinking my year in review or what I learned, my lessons from 2018. Um, but it's the end of the year. I am reflecting on everything that's, everything that's happened in the last 12 months. Um, and uh, it's been pretty eventful. I wouldn't call these the highlights. I would say they are events that I won't forget and uh, I'm not here to preach I don't have all the answers I'm just sharing what's happened to me and um, hopefully what I learned and if that resonates with you and helps to give you some value that would be great so let's start with the start of the year January February well I mean January was great because I started teaching a new class at the Elbe Room, which is where I did my 200 hours. So it was quite surreal to be going in to be the teacher at the place you were the student. And um, yeah, it, it was felt um, very significant and be able to see old faces. And I, I must say it was quite difficult. I had massive imposter syndrome. I just, because you're surrounded by people that you, um, a few months before that you were next to them on the mat. Uh, as the student so um, that's something I, I had to go over um, and I started teaching more workshops as well but probably the most significant thing that happened in the start of the year was in February when I went to India okay so let me give a bit of context first before I get into this I was gonna actually do a whole episode on my experience in India um, because it was pretty epic so some context. Um, India is massive. I mean, I've done, I've done, the, the, I've got the research, the numbers. There's 1.3 billion people there. And if you put that into context, there's about 738 million only in the whole of Europe, uh, over 50 countries. So India is huge. There's 29 states, and they all speak different languages. Um, or a lot of them speak different languages. So it's um, you can't have a, make a brushing statement about India itself. So I'll give you a breakdown as to my experience and where I went, more importantly, because every state has its own culture. Um, 
And so how it came about that I went to India was one of my students who'd only been coming to my classes for a few months asked me if I would be interested in going to India with them. They were, they are Indian uh, to teach a one day retreat to the largest news company in Bengal. This was a bit confusing for me. In other words, why would they want an English guy to go to India and teach yoga to Indians? I didn't, I didn't get it. What could I possibly offer that they don't already have? After having a meeting and speaking about the requirements in a bit more detail, they said that they would need me to go over to do a couple of talks. One of the talks was on nutrition and the other one was on exercise to manage stress. And then threaded in through that, I was going to teach them some yoga. So it sounded like a great offer and it was a great offer on the face of it, maybe to some people. I went over there with my flight paid for. Um, I, I mean, India's far away. <laughs> Sounds like an obvious thing to say, but it takes days to get over the jet lag. I was there for a week. So by the time I was getting over it, it was almost time to go home. Um, I was put in uh, an interesting accommodation, um, Gold Park, which is the uh, Ramakrishna Institute of Culture. So it was quite cool because I was living like uh, where they invite scholars and people of, who can bring culture to India. And I was put up full board. People brought me food to my room, brought me tea. And um, that was quite interesting and pretty cool than just staying in a hotel. Um, but this was in Kolkata. And I have to say that the, the people that invited me there and their family and friends couldn't have been nicer. They were so accommodating. So they treated me like I was one of their sons, which is great. But Calcutta is unbelievably polluted. My hair was matted. There was actually, I was in the shower twice a day trying to wash my hair, thinking well, my hair is stuck together. And it's because of the pollution. It was actually in the Times of India that month that Kolkata was the worst polluted city in India. I mean, I, I witnessed a guy look, uh, taking care of waste disposal, rubbish, bit of bin man, by essentially brushing all the rubbish into a big pile on the street and then burning it. Thought, okay, right. So it was really, really dirty. It was uh, incredibly noisy, just constant traffic beep people beeping their horns constantly really overcrowded um you know I, I not only was i jet lagged but i if i wasn't eating like really nice curry which my host made me which is unbelievable and great but if i wasn't eating that the only other choice was really high processed um food that was the most common thing I, I was eating so i didn't go to the toilet for like three days and i heard that's actually jet lag affects you as well sorry that's a bit tmi um I mean number two, not number one. I know, sorry, TMI, but, you know, I was all out of sorts. Um, it was really difficult to get from place to place. I had my own driver, which was great, but the actual journey itself, I thought, I'm, I'm taking my life into my hands every time I get into a car. There's potholes everywhere. People were ducking and diving. I'd try to put on a seatbelt. The seat will be tucked behind the seat, and the driver was, oh, you don't need a seatbelt. I'm a good driver. I said, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about everyone else. 
<laughs> crashed into us. Um, but um, yeah, that was one to forget Calcutta. I, I mean, never again. It was just unbearable. It really was. It was it was hell for me. I was couldn't wait to get out of there. Um, yes, okay. And then I went from there to Kerala. This was better. I mind you, it was down right down in the tip of India, so it was a lot of lakes, and they have um, right near the sea. So there was mosquitoes everywhere, everywhere. Um, it's, so sleeping was really difficult because they were constantly buzzing in your ears. And this was in February, so that's the mossy season supposedly. Um, Kerala, the food was delicious. The people were lovely. Um, there's loads to do as a tourist, and you can you can fly directly through it there from the Middle East. Just to let you know if you're thinking of going. My last stop, third and final stop, was Goa. Uh, I went to a Gonda beach, and this was paradise. This was. I mean, the moment I stepped out of arrivals, driver was there, massive smile, this young geezer, um, taxi driver holding up a big sign saying, Mr. Kevin, I thought, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm happy here. And the people were so chilled and friendly. It was like, it was actually surprising in a good way because it was like being a different country. Um, but then why wouldn't they be chill? They're, they're living in Goa. Uh, so if, if your idea of a good time is white sandy beaches and, and, a, and actually a warm sea, I couldn't believe it. It was like a bath. Um, I, when I start, when I went in, I was shaking my head when I went into the sea. I was like, I can't believe this, how warm this is. But yeah, if that's your idea of a good time, friendly people, delicious, delicious food, go to Goa. Now, so just a few tips on, because I'm trying to share some lessons that I've learned, some tips on in, for Goa, or sorry, tips for being in India, is to reduce travel as much as you can. So, because queuing doesn't exist, it's not within the culture there, which is fair enough, but queuing actually works quite well. You know, whoever thought of queuing, well done, bravo, it works. Um, weigh up the advantages if you're going on activities or like sightseeing versus the travel involved, because like I said, getting from place to place is a disaster. Um, download as much content as you can, if you need to re-listen to, because the Wi-Fi is really hard to find. Bring a hat, bring a repellent for mosquitoes, and try not to have minimal chemicals, um, and bring vegetables or healthy snacks if you like to go. If you, that's if you enjoy going to the bathroom. All right, that's enough about India. March. <laughs> that was just February. They're not as long at each month. That was just a massive uh, highlight for me in February. I March, I started recording the first episode of the Yoga Life podcast. Yay! Uh, episode zero and i also started my bryce 300 hour teacher training that was which is episode one if you scroll to episode one of this podcast you can find out more about the first half of the bryce 300 hour tt april i started climbing started training jiu-jitsu with 10th planet and um, i was told that i'd be teaching at world fest which was pretty exciting may i'm, I'm scrolling from my instagram here May. Sunny days, uh, down the Phoenix Park, sea swimming with a happy pair. Um, the the Yoga Life podcast officially launched. Um, I taught yoga in the park with happenings for the first time, which is really cool. And um, yeah, and then by the end of May, I actually taught at Wellfest. So Wellfest was a huge highlight for me. It was a pretty magical experience. 
I I went there and as soon as I walked in, they affixed the, the bracelet to my arm and had the words present this own into it. And I thought, wow, man. I'll be, by the way, shout out to Sue from Yoga Hub for, for recommending me. I really, it's meant a lot to me. But yeah, as soon as I went through the gate, I thought, this is unbelievable. I was here two years ago and I said to my sister, Kaz, one day I'll be on that stage, jokingly. And this is when I was still working in my office job. And uh, yeah, two years later I was. But anyway, uh, so I walked through the um, the entrance and first person to come up to is Brian Keane of Brian Keane Fitness. He stopped me to say hello. I couldn't believe he recognised me. Um, and uh, to, he was to congratulate me on the podcast. So it was it was crazy. Like I thought, this is someone that I've really admired for years and loved their podcast. He's got a massive podcast um, in Ireland. And they're congratulating me on my podcast. I thought, wow, okay, that's that's a bit of uh, a tap, a pat on the back. Things like that keep you going. Um, my sister came uh, to the class that I was teaching. Um, there was yogis from my public classes there. I met Patrick Beach in the green room. Um, then we f finished the day off with barefoot in the grass, in the sun, with the Patrick Beach workshop uh, with my sister on one side and the yoga fam on the other. So it was, a, it was an amazing, magical experience. June. June is a month I'd rather forget. It's, uh, yeah, broke up with my girlfriend. Um, well, she broke up with me, <laughs> more accurately. Um, however, I mean, no one ever likes a breakup. Uh, however, at the end of June, I started my yin TC training with Josh Summers. And it couldn't have come at a better time, to be honest. I, I really needed to, to heal. Um, I mean, no one likes rejection, do they? So, um, yeah, I became that that part of the year I became a lot more reflective and I suppose compassionate because that's what yin teaches you to to let go to um, look inside yourself a bit more and as opposed to achieving physical strength it's about opening up and um, I started it brought outside of me late June um, about how to think how to use yoga as a vehicle to heal others and um, there was this time that I posted on Instagram about my intention to start workshops for men in aid of suicide prevention. You know, because the stats are shocking, as you probably know already in Ireland. Um, yeah, so July, bounced back. Got heavily into jiu-jitsu, which is what I needed, a bit of physicality, some brotherhood. And then um, then July, uh, August came. I had to give up the jiu-jitsu because I started my second half of Bryce teacher training it's sort of the um, you you can hear about that if you listen to episode 12 that has all the details yeah oh also in august my best mate immigrated which was sad because now i've got no friends nah, i've got some but you know he's my best man only for 10 years and he's gone to boston shout out to brian if he's listening september pb patrick beach that's what i call him now pals um he had his workshop here and um, that was pretty cool. So obviously I did the, the podcast episode with Patrick Beach as well. I shot a mini movie. Didn't you know? And yeah, this was a, a, a strange experience. There's a guy who comes, he was at my jiu-jitsu gym. He's a filmmaker. And he's there to my hot class as well. And I can't remember 
if I asked him or if he asked me or who suggested it, but we shot a mini movie together about my yoga journey. Uh, to be honest, it was a bit awkward because I was essentially acting. I um, the, the short film is going to be out early next year, supposedly. Um, so yeah, check out my Instagram for that. Probably be, I'll put it on the highlights section uh, at the top of the profile page. But um, yeah, short film, only a minute long. Um, but who knows what doors that could open. I did. I must say I did enjoy it, but it's just awkward doing something like that for the first time when you're trying to pretend like you're not being filmed. You know, good to be awkward though. I'll tell you about that later when I give you my advice towards the end of this episode. Uh, October time, Yoga for Men workshop. Did my first one ever with a little company called Lululemon. Don't know if you heard of them. But, uh, the, um, I stopped teaching with I stopped teaching yoga, hot yoga at um, Yoga Hub, and I started teaching at Samadhi, which is a big deal for me because I've always wanted to teach there. And you've got a really high caliber of teachers. I love the chap that owns it, Greg Walsh. Shout out to Greg. And uh, it's just a cool little studio in Temple Bar. So um, that was a big deal for me. Um, <laughs> I had my first ever my first ever student walk out. Not in Samadhi. But this was a, this was a first for me. That was another thing I remember about October. I spoke about this on Instagram, but um, yeah, I was teaching class and person was walked in late threw the mat down okay and did their own thing i mean didn't follow the pace of the class or what i was teaching at all okay it's interesting and looked at me as if christmas was cancelled uh and i thought what is going on here and then uh, just stood up and walked out after about 20 minutes I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, first one of those. Hopefully the last or, the, yeah, you know, it's not ideal, but you don't know what's going on in people's lives and, you know, hopefully this that person is okay now. End of October, which was the bank holiday, I went to an eco-village. Now, this is, um, to be honest, loneliness has been an issue for me in recent years. I, I felt... Um, that sometimes I really miss the lack of community because I'm a really sociable person. And it made me think about how I don't need my neighbors. I don't know anyone around me really, my immediately around me. And it's weird that when I go to bed at night, the person on the other side of the wall, I'll never speak to them. To me, that's bizarre. So I went down to this eco village and uh, to check it out really, I mean, it was, it's down in Tipperary. It was interesting. Uh, everyone knows their neighbours down there. You There's only 50 households, so there's, there's one street light. So you can see every star in the sky. And I think it's a great place to go to bring up children. Um, we went for myself and my girlfriend, current girlfriend now, uh, hopefully future girlfriend as well. <laughs> we, we went to this uh, garden to plate feast where the host grew all his own food and cooked all his own food and got chatting to the neighbours and all the villagers around the table there was like 25 people there in his house it's crazy and he said that um, he said it turns out he said the host and a few other people they have to go to Dublin to work so they have to commute two hours to Dublin and then two hours back so that would be the biggest deal breaker for me is how would I make money if I moved to an eco village in Tipperary? 
started growing hemp and growing my own veg. If you can't make money, you can't live. And uh, there's not that much of a demand for yoga teachers down there. So putting that one on the long, long finger for a while. November. This is when I shadowed slash taught at teacher training, which is really cool. I couldn't believe it. It's like, people listen to what I'm saying. This is so bizarre. Uh, oh, I actually do know more than I thought. And it was really cool because I thought, this is it. This is the, this is the direction I want to go in. I know quite a lot more than, you know, I've learned a lot in the last few years. I've invested a lot of time and I am, I'm obsessed with what I do. So I do have stuff to share that I'm not getting a chance to share um, in a public class or work or sometimes in a workshop. But um, at the teacher training, you've got the audience, the people involved are fully into it as much as you are. So you've got, you can get a really good rapport going and you can share, I can share all the stuff that I've, I've learned. And it was, it was, I loved it. I was like, yeah, man, this is it. This is the direction I want to go in. So that was a massive deal for me. Uh, I also went over to London for the Calibrated Man workshop with Max Strom, a uh, hero of mine. Got to meet him as well, did the podcast with me. Um, but, um, and I think the, what I liked about the Calibrated Man workshop was that it was not just about the physical asana, but it was also about how to be a better man to not be um to be conscious of how the people around you are affected by your actions and by your words and to um strive for better and i really want to share that message as well and, and show men that there's not just one version of a man you can be you can talk about your feelings and still be a man and still be tough at the same time whatever tough means to you december this month woohoo <laughs> um I taught my yoga for men workshop, which is more my second one, but um, more Max Strom inspired and uh, we smashed the fundraising goal of over 500 quid for um, Pieta House, which is to raise money for suicide awareness for men. And that, that money goes directly to suicide prevention, counselling therapists in Ireland, which is great. Um, this is the direction I, I really want to explore because more more about yoga philosophy not just the asana and i'm gaining confidence to, to know that i have something to share that's more than just physical strength and how to do postures and party tricks that type of thing um yeah in december i also started started collaborating with a photographer which is really cool because i i love photography but there's only so much you can do on your own and um putting on the self time and trying to run in front of the camera is um it's not ideal so it was just great to collaborate with other people and um, my podcast reached 55 star reviews as well this podcast uh, on itunes um, my classes are getting really busy um, most most of the yogis that were with me at the start of the year are still with me now in my public classes um which is really cool so what have i learned Okay, so first thing is, probably the most important thing is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. To know that if you feel comfortable all the time, something is wrong. This could be if you're teaching the same sequence every week, the same poses, 
or if you only do public classes because you're a bit afraid or anxious about doing workshops or events or if you don't have the confidence to do a retreat you don't feel like you're ready to be on a teacher training course to be a trainer you're never going to be ready <laughs> that's that's the truth you can only prepare as best as you can but you figure out by learning by making mistakes and through discomfort comes growth number two tell your story no one can tell your story like you can this could be i mean you, in your pocket you have your own publicist you have your smartphone you have instagram you have facebook you can blog you can do videos audio you don't need anyone else to market for you for example if you are teaching a workshop at a studio you write the description you do the poster unless they've got an exceptionally good uh, art department or marketing department and at the same time if the if the if the studio make a typo in the workshop description tell them be um, protective over your reputation because that's all you have number three know your worth it doesn't matter how many years experience you have teaching yoga it doesn't matter how many hours you've done in the yoga alliance you are only as good as your last class you are only as good as the people you bring through the door consistently do the same people come back to you if they do you're doing something right if you're doing something right you should be getting paid for that not the same as everyone else but paid for the value you bring and at the start of teaching yoga it's good to be un always be unassuming <laughs> and be um be humble but don't be a pushover either you can know what your value is and leverage that number four learn to say no when i first started teaching yoga i would do prenatal classes i teach at the local primary school in the park old people's homes i, I just desperately needed the money any studio I, I approached said that they didn't need anyone for the moment their schedule was busy so i'd say yes to anything but now luckily i'm at a stage where i can pick and choose what what work i take and most recently i've given up a brilliant client a corporate client because it was in the area of pilates and i only want to teach yoga i don't want to teach anything else but yoga plus as well i mean they pay well they treat me really really well but i can't develop it it's not the type of i mean like i said i want to teach yoga i have other priorities for 2019 but i'm essentially giving up a massive chunk of my monthly wage because by saying no because i know i have other projects i want to work on that initially won't give me an income or a big income but long term they're more sustainable and have more they're more scalable as well but it's really difficult to say no uh, and that's why you have to do it sometimes number five ask as i said on the dan morgan episode episode 27 a closed mouth don't get fed you have to ask if you don't ask you don't get 
And this doesn't mean you have to be really um, abrasive and too forthcoming, but you make yourself available to opportunities. Let people know what you're looking to do. Manifest, set your intention. There's a lot of power in actually saying what you want, even talking to yourself a little bit. If you say it, it's almost like you're putting it out there, you're drawing a line in the sand saying, right, this is, maybe line in the sand is the wrong expression, but you're saying, okay, this is, I've said it now, so it's it's already becoming true in my mind. It's a bit like Muhammad Ali when he was became world champion. He said it even before he was world champion. People laughed at him, but he manifested it. Number six, specialize. This is controversial because some people say, you know, cover all your bases. I don't think that's right. I think you should find out what you're good at, what you like doing, for want of a better word, maybe that you have a talent for, and stick to that. For example, for me, I was not athletic at all growing up. I was stiff as a board and, until I started doing yoga. I will probably never did gymnastics or any kind of dance. So I won't be able to do, maybe ever, some of the really physically impressive things in yoga that you see in Cirque du Soleil. So that's not my, me doing a, a flow video where I'm being all floaty and sticking my leg over my head uh, or doing these crazy demonstrations like press handstands is probably never going to happen. I'm fine with that. What am I good at though? I think I'm a good communicator. I think I have um, a skill for talking, hopefully for listening to. So therefore, instead of doing demo videos, I'm doing a podcast, maybe video as well. Stick to what you're good at. And my last tip or lesson that I've learned is have mentors or people that you look up to. In fact, with that, don't put anyone on a pedestal though. Everyone is human. So I've learned that teach doing this podcast that when you meet someone, don't kiss their backside too much. Um, in fact, I've met some people that I idolized and they've really disappointed me. So everyone's human. But have people that you are inspired by. For example, for me, I would say three people that come to mind. Max Strom for his messaging, his way of communicating, his voice. Not just how he speaks, but um, the tone, everything. He's a fantastic communicator. Dice E. Decline for his warmth, his friendly manner and how he teaches and his create creativity. I love that geezer. Shout out to Dice. And Adam Husler the way he has such a unique voice in the yoga world he's very technical in his teaching he also is to me is an incredible marketer or marketeer i'm not sure what the difference is but um that guy has taste you know taste goes a long way who doesn't like good taste okay speaking of manifesting what do i hope for 2019 i'm excited about the year I don't know whatever year you're listening to in this now. If it's the year 2020, let me know how I got on. <laughs> so I've got a few things here. The first one is to share yoga online. So to teach online. I would love to do this. I mean, what a buzz that would be. Um, I love video. I love audio. And I love talking to people. So uh, I'm not camera shy. <laughs> Despite my average looks, I'm not camera shy. So um, yeah, hopefully teach online. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, secure more speaking events. 
So get away from just the physical side of things and champion yoga for healing people. Host my first ever Irish retreat. That would be done, 100%. I may need to collaborate with someone though. So if someone's looking to collab with me, I do need someone that can cook. Um, because I, I'd, I'd rather not do a retreat on my own. So if someone's looking to collab on a retreat, holler at your boy. That's me, by the way. Lead a teacher training. That's a big ask, I know. But um, I'm manifesting the shit out of this. So, um, you know, I'm already t t teaching on a teacher training. So why not lead one? I feel like I have the knowledge. I, I, I definitely have the confidence. Um, it'll take time, but I think it's a great thing to aim for. Podcasts, more podcasts. I'm gonna start a second podcast, I think, I hope. I'd like to do more video content and I don't wanna dilute the Yoga Life podcast brand, if it has a brand. I wanna start a second one, um, which is probably just me because a lot of people don't like to be on camera, but I'm fine with it. And I think that there's a lot of power in the whole audio visual thing. Speaking of podcasting as well, get a sponsor. I mean, I spend a lot of hours doing this. Wouldn't mind getting a couple of pennies here and there for it. A few bob. Um, but it has to be a sponsor that aligns with my, my morals. My morals. Aligns with my morals. And also with uh, my values. So, yeah, I'm being very careful about who I collaborate with in terms of sponsorship. But if you listen to this, you want to sponsor me, holla. <laughs> that sounded creepy as I whispered it. Uh, okay. Last couple, do more charity events, more things for free. It feels good when you do stuff for other people. Weird, isn't it? Uh, so do more of that, basically. Yeah, I like doing that kind of stuff. And actually, that's it. That's it. And my last one, to be healthy, of course, in my mind, body, and my soul. So um, that's it. That's all I have to say. That's my year in review, the lessons I learned. And um, it'd be interesting to listen to this at the end of 2019 to see what I actually manifested, what came true. And um, I hope that really helped with you. If you would like to subscribe, I actually found out that if you subscribe or if you leave a review or rating, it makes the podcast easy to find. So people can find it easier online. And therefore more people listen and it does better and if it does better then I'll, I'll do more maybe do a second podcast so look after yourselves i hope you have a lovely christmas if it's not christmas time when you listen to this i hope you have a lovely week a lovely day feel free to scroll over to another one of these episodes and have a a listen to some chat chinwags and that's all i have to say look after yourselves and i'll speak to you again bye Actually, one last thing. I'm always talking, you're always hearing from me. Well, I would like to hear from you. So I'm introducing a new feature to the podcast where we do a Q&A. I get loads of really good questions from people that text me on Instagram and Facebook. And I think it'd be really cool if we could make this a bit more interactive. So I'm gonna start producing episodes based on the questions you ask. But instead of writing the questions, we're gonna do audio, so leaving voicemails. This can be done on Instagram through direct message. You can leave a little 60 second voice note there, or you can do it through Facebook message as well. 
So leave me a little audio clip with a question you have. I, if it's a great question, I promise to play it on air and answer it. Give you a little shout as well, if that's what you'd like. If you'd like to remain anonymous, just let me know. That's it, I'm done, I promise. Have a great Christmas. Chat to you next week.